It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 15th of November. Oh, dear God, the Jazz lost by 50! What's relevant? What's irrelevant about the 7-7 and Utah Jazz and a 50-point loss in Dallas? That's what's coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers. You can get it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked on Jazz. We're doing it live today on our Facebook group, Locked on Jazz. So to the private audience, the Locked on Jazz world, welcome uh, to the Facebook group. Maybe I didn't want to open it up to the world today. No, I just thought it'd be nice to give you that treat. So uh, please submit your questions and comments. And if you want to join the Facebook group, please do. Uh, I'll welcome you in after you answer a few little fun questions. So glad to have you aboard. Uh, We'll do our regular run-through of the game. The game was a 50-point loss to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, And we'll play a game uh, today called Relevant or Irrelevant. Uh, the things that I kind of got that everyone's worried about and whether they're relevant or whether they're irrelevant uh, and kind of get see if I can bring something that. So last night, the Jazz lost 118 to 68. Their offensive rating was a 68.1. The last time the Jazz had an offensive rating of that level was on 2005. November 29th of 2005, uh, the Jazz shot 33%. They were 3 of 8 from 3 in that game, by the way. Uh, They had done something similar uh, 15 days earlier in 2005 against New York. They went 4 of 18 from 3, 29%, and had a 68.5. In 2000, the Jazz played the Lakers, scored 67 points, had a 67.4. And were shot 29.6% in that game and were 0 of 7 from 3. It's hard to have an offensive rating like this when you can shoot threes. And then in 1999 against Seattle, the Jazz scored 56 points. They shot 30.9% and they went 0 of 3 from 3. Last night was the worst second half scoring-wise, I believe, in the history of Jazz basketball. It was the worst, the third worst half of scoring in Ute 40 years of Utah Jazz basketball. It was the um, nine points had been achieved 12 times prior, or had, you know, however you want to phrase it. The 68 points that we scored last night were, uh, we have done that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times in Utah Jazz history. So that was the 10th worst scoring output. Scoring's way up, so it's even more impressive to be that futile. Uh, and our shooting percentage uh, was not was not particularly good. Um, 
The last time the Jazz were this bad defensively or offensively was either never or the second half last year, November 10th, 2017 against Miami. Right? So it's not totally out of this world that happens. On November 11th, or actually that was a Friday, on that Monday afterwards, I did a show in which I talked about how when your career shooters are all average or below average, the primary guys that shoot your threes, this was, this was the show that I did, that you have a real possibility of having nights like this. Um, when you have the primary guys on our roster shooting threes, Joe Ingles is a really good three-point shooter. But then after that, we don't have anyone who's a above-league average three-point shooter. We have a lot of guys that are kind of league average. And so if you take Jay Crowder and you take Alec Burks and you take Ricky Rubio, who's well below league average career, and you take Dante Axum, who's well below career average, and you flip a coin, well, 7% of the time, they're all going to come up tails. And then all of a sudden, what you have is all these guys having bad shooting nights on the same night, and you have last night. Right? So Jay Crowder is a 31% three-point shooter this year. Well, that doesn't that sounds crazy except for the fact that Jay Crowder is a 34% career three-point shooter in 1700 attempts. So he's off by a little but not a huge amount. Joe Ingles is at 40%. That's terrific. Donovan Mitchell's at 30%. That's off by a little but that's quite honestly Pretty close to what he was last year. Ricky Rubio is at 27%. Three-point shooting 14 games into the season. That's that's disconcertingly low. His career is 32. He sh- that's five points. That he should bring up. Right? He's a 32% career three-point shooter. That's, but my, my point a little bit here is, okay, even if Ricky is at his career average... At 32, and Jay's at his career average at 34, and Donovan's at his career average at 32, and Alec way is way above, and Dante's at 27, but I think his career average is 29. And we don't know George Niang's career average, and we really don't know Derek Favors' career average. You flip a coin four times, you've got a 7% chance it's going to come up tails, which would lead you to believe that, you know, a few times a year last night could happen. Because that's what happened last night. What happened last night is the Jazz were actually in this game. Like this is, you know, you, you lose by 50 and you kind of forget how the game went. So the Jazz are tied at 34. They're down one at 39-38 when Rubio hits a layup with 637 left and they missed 12 straight shots till Rubio makes the next shot. But it was Rubio's fault. Like that's, I love that. So we go five minutes without a field goal. We're actually just down six. Kind of in the game. Go to halftime. We're four of 18 from three. We're 17 of 45 overall. My feeling is we're going to be okay. We'll start making these shots. The opposite happened. We end up missing 13 straight threes at one point. Okay. That's unlikely. But 
It's not out of the realm of possible. I mean, 13 straight's a lot. And for the night, we go and shoot from three, 17%. Okay, that's pretty unlikely. But my point a little bit is, like, it's not great. Like, if our all of our guys are not, we don't have three elite three-point shooters. They're always going to stabilize the number. We're going to play the game the right way, get the right shots, shoot the right shot distribution, but we're going to have a variance to our performance because we don't have natural knockdown shooters. We just don't. It's fine. Like, that's just a fact. There aren't a lot of them in the league, frankly. Clay, Steph, and Kevin are unique that they're all on the same team. Um, and there are some teams that have better selection, just pure shooters. They're not as gritty defensively. They don't do all the other things that, you know, our guys bring to the table. But that's not an area where we have, right? Um one thing we they talk about in analytics is that you need 753s from a player to kind of guess what their next 753 point attempts are going to be. So Donovan, we're at 626. He's a 33.5% three-point shooter. That's probably what he is. Right? He's down this year, right? He's at four. His field goal percentage is down two percentage points. His three-point shooting is down four percentage points. Probably pressing a little bit. He'll be all right. Well, we'll talk about it relevant versus irrelevant. So what happened last night is that, frankly, we just couldn't make any shots at all. And it's the exact same thing that happened against Miami in November um, of last year. So now we'll dig in next on relevant or irrelevant. Today's show is brought to you by Intercap Lending. Intercap Lending is a 40-year lending mortgage company uh, that Josh Romney brought to Utah. They've had fabulous expansion in the last year because they get deals done. That's what I experienced. We did our refinance with Steve Carter and Intercap Lending, and it was pretty impressive. It was impressive in this realm that I'm a mess. I'm totally disorganized. I'm overwhelmed. I don't have enough minutes in my day, and we got the deal done. And it was that type of customer service. It was the fact that their app was so usable and friendly and easy that I could do things just through the app that got it done. Steve Carter's the guy who walked me through the process, 385-800-8528, and we saved a ton of money. 385-885-28. He told me once we want this to be as easy as ordering a pizza. Some government regulations that pizza doesn't have, like I have to say, Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com, but generally they've done it. You can actually download the Intercap Lending app right now, and that can give you in a, this market a pre-qualification uh, based on the information they can give that to your realtor. If your realtor's not using Intercap Lending, ask them why not, because... Intercap Lending gets deals done. That's why they're growing. They have these relationships. They're a direct lender. They're hyper-responsive. They embrace the change, and they give you a great borrower experience. They, in fact, still have our loan right now. Being a direct lender allows them to get difficult loans done. Low, if you have low credit, self-employed, business assets, multiple properties, they can take care of you. Intercap Lending and Steve Carter. Call them at 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. 
Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, let's play Relevant Irrelevant. Relevant 50-point loss. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. Like, okay, the game was over going into the fourth quarter. The fact that Epe Udo, Grayson Allen, George Niang, I don't know who else was on the floor for the fourth quarter. Royce O'Neal got killed. Dante Exum, irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Pride might hurt. Got a lot of text messages from the la- around the league like, oh my gosh, what the hell happened? Irrelevant. They got outscored 34-9 to in the fourth quarter, completely irrelevant. What was relevant is that they were down by enough going into the fourth quarter that the game was over. But the fourth quarter, which takes a 25-point deficit to a 50-point deficit, is totally irrelevant and is a talking point and fun to grasp onto and creates headlines and is irrelevant. The Jazz going 0-4 from the corner three. Really relevant. Disturbingly relevant. The Jazz are running an offense that with Rudy rolling is getting corner three looks at the number one rate in all of the NBA, and last night in the first three quarters of the game, because that's all that's relevant, the Jazz went 0 for 5. This is a little disconcerting. The Jazz get the most corner threes of any team in the NBA, and I believe are now 29th in the NBA at making them. What's more disconcerting is that they are making them at such a low rate, I'm not actually convinced until this changes it's a good shot anymore. If you're 28% on corner threes and it's worth three, that's not a great shot. Now, I don't know what you possibly... Only the New York Knicks at 25% are worse. So the Jazz are the number one team in the league at getting corner threes at 11.5%, which is supposed to be the second best shot in the NBA at 1.1 points per shot. And for the Jazz right now, that shot is worth 0.8. I would assume you can come out of that. And that that will straighten itself out. However... 
Who are missing the corner threes? Grayson's two for eight. Alex O for four. Jay Crowder, seven of 28 for 25%. That's really low. His career average is good. Dante's four of 17. Not, I don't know. Right? If we go pull up Dante's career average on corner threes, let's see what it is. Oh, pulled up the wrong sheet. Sorry, give me one second. And Jay Crowder's is better. Jay Crowder should be making that shot. Dante's career average on corner threes is 29%. Dante Exum so far this year has made 24%. Derek Favors has made 35%. Joe Ingles has made 40%. Donovan Mitchell is one of nine. Last year is 50%, so this is just being probably coming down to the average. George Niang's 44%. Royce O'Neal's 50%. Ricky Rubio is 25% on corner threes. Is that what's his career average? To me, this one's really relevant because this is a part of the offense. We're 14 games into the season. We're not making these shots. These shots are... Super important to getting Rudy to taking advantage of teams and bring another guy in on a Rudy roll. For his career, Ricky Rubio is 34% on corner threes. Last year was 35%. Year before was 29. Year before that was 43. Year before that was 9. Year before that was 19. It's all over the map. Right now, he's... According to Basketball Reference, he's at 20%. According to me, he's at 25%. And Tabo's 0 for 2. So that, to me, super relevant. Fact the Jazz are 7 and 7. Not irrelevant, but not as relevant as everyone's making it seem. Uh... This is a brutal schedule stretch. They're going to lose a lot of games. At one point, I think we'll have played nine more road games than home games. Whether they're able to hold it together emotionally and as a group during the stretch of being 500, which I think they will be till about December 20th, if not longer, um, is going to be a bigger issue to me than the record. That, that's going to be the challenge inside of the record. But if you really go walk down our schedule with some level of honesty, hard to find, assuming we don't win, that we lose two of our next three, pretty hard to find when we get back to 500. Right? I'm not trying to be, like, melodramatic, but it is. So 7-7, seven and seven, it's been a weird year. A weird 7-7. Seven and seven. You have wins against Houston and New Orleans and Memphis on the road and losses to Memphis at home. Losing at Dallas. Totally irrelevant. We've already won at Dallas. You're not going to beat Dallas four times in a row. Dallas is good. Dallas has won four out of five. Dallas can win 35, 40 games. When we won in Dallas last time, I told you it was a really good win. You just saw me spill coffee all over myself live on Facebook. So I was trying to drink it really fast. Just all over me right now. Uh, <clears throat> I look ridiculous. The losing to Dallas, irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. 
Like I kept saying, oh, well, I was like 50, above, below 500 team. Go away. You are not beating Dallas four times this year. Dallas is too good for that. I don't know who you're beating four times this year. That's, um, so that one's irrelevant. Ricky Rubio's shooting. These are all things I've pulled off the internet. I don't know. I might go relevant. I mean, we're through 14 games of an 82-game schedule. We're, we're one or two games away from being 20% of the schedule. It's easy to say, well, it's still early. That's true. But if Ricky Rubio had a 17% of the season stretch, just game, call it, instead of call it game one to game 14, call it game 56 to game 69, where he shot 33% for the field and 27% from three, which he has done, it's hard for us. Like, I bet if I go, I bet I could play around and find a 15-game stretch of the exact same thing last year. He's just not a natural shooter, so his natural production is not always going to be on. And, you know, he had a stretch last year where I think he went, you know, he, he shot terribly from three for an extended period of time. Um, I'm pulling, I'm pulling, I'm just randomly, well, no, not randomly. I'm looking at the box scores and trying to find bad performances that link together for 14 games. So game nine to game 23 last year, Ricky Rubio, I don't think shot very well. I'm just kind of looking at it right now. And my internet is so awful in this building that I cannot, I'm much more upset about that than the 50 point loss. Uh, And in that 14 game stretch that I'm just looking at here from game nine to game 24 last year, the Jazz won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games and lost seven. Um, you know, looks like this is not another game 31 to game. Yeah, I mean, here, let's try it. Game 31 well, that's a 22-game stretch I accidentally just got. Game 9 to game 31 wasn't great last year. So Ricky didn't get going till the second half of last year. But here, I'm just grabbing another 14-game stretch. Game 31 to game... Oh, it's actually game 30 to 45. So I got 15 games. He shot 38% and 30% from three. And in that stretch, we won one, two, three, four games. We went four and eleven. It's probably without Rudy, but that's hard. So relevant, um, relevant, and need to know whether we think he's going to pull it back together like he did last year. That that would that's a big probably discussion point for the organization. We'll continue with relevant, irrelevant here in a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by Mazuma USA. Com. This is such a cool company. I love when I sit down with these companies, get to learn about them, and then they have this cool business model. So the idea here for you, the customer, is that you're a small business owner. You own, you have your one to five employees, and you don't have any time because you're starting this business or building this business. And so you can get all of your bookkeeping and all of your tax preparation done for $75 a month from Azuma USA. Unlimited consultation from a CPA and a personal business tax return. The second part of it that's cool for me is, is, well, how do they make it work? Well, they figured out that they could assign a CPA to multiple different companies and a business and a 
bookkeeper to multiple different companies, and then it actually works from a business model for the CPA, for the company, and for the clients. Pretty cool. Really cool, actually. So you catch up, you get assigned to your CPA and your bookkeeper. They're yours, assigned to you. And then from there, once a quarter, you get a tax reminder. Every month, you get your statements. At the end of the year, they have all your tax stuff ready for you. Every month, you get a report. Every quarter, tax plan call. End of the year, taxes for you. No contract. Cancel any times. No hidden fees. It's MizumaUSA.com. You can put in the promo code LOCKED. Or you can call 801-980-2102. That's 801-980-2102 for a free consultation. 801-980-2102. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. Let us continue with relevant, irrelevant. The defense's inability to consistently be elite. I'm going to go relevant. A little surprised by this. Um, I said at the beginning of the year that my biggest question mark for the season was were the Jazz able to stay as good defensively? I'm not, my, my answer throughout this process has been I'm not worried about it because there's a 88.9 against Houston, there's a 92.5 against Memphis, there's a 98.5 against New Orleans, there's a 98.5 against Dallas, there's a 90.6 against Memphis. There's 102.6 against Denver. There's a 101.0 against Dallas. Like, they've had really good defensive games. But why have they had so... Now, last night, so, like, you know, some reason they've had so many some bad ones is because when you don't make any shots at all, like you don't against Toronto and you don't against Dallas, it makes the defense look bad. The offense has got to get better for the defense to not be horrendous. Good post on Locked on Jazz Facebook uh, on the Locked on Jazz Facebook about how I was talking yesterday about turnovers not impacting offense but they might impact defense might be a, might be a qual- it's a quality point so that's a little strange to me that the defense can't continually link good games why not so is it because there's so much more three-point shooting? But is there? <laughs> like, I keep kind of floating theories in my head of why, and then I'm not sure whether or not those are actually true. 
right? So last year, I believe these numbers are still accurate, 33.7% of shots were three-point shots. This year it's 35.2. Is that two percentage points of more shots as threes making that big a difference to our entire defense? I have a hard time with that. There's more shots in the restricted area. Okay, well, overall, offense is up, but that doesn't explain why we've gone from having being dominant to having as many good defensive nights as bad defensive nights. That's, that's not clear to me. So I'm going to go relevant with no good answer. Um, quitting in the fourth quarter last night. Irrelevant. Bad look, stop competing, bad, irrelevant. Allowing them to score an 11 of the last 12, a sign they quit, or they la- stop competing is a better word for it, but irrelevant. just doesn't matter. I know it's like it's a bad look and like, oh, all right, my kids did it. Yeah, they're not your kids. They're professional. It didn't matter. They were down 30. So they went down 50. Who cares? They quit. doesn't matter. It's a sign of bigger things of the team. No, it's not. At least I don't think it is. Um, yeah, that one I'm going. I'm going irrelevant there. Um, wonder what this was. Missed threes. We're taking too many threes. It's a bunch of complaints. I don't agree. Because while I think um, it is relevant (laughs) that we missed that many threes, and I do think that we're missing threes, the fact is we're not making twos. So you could decide that, well, we're taking too many threes, and when you're missing threes, you like the answer, Chuck Cooperstein said this to me after the game, who I think the world of. Well, if you're missing threes, got to start going to the basket. Okay, well... Teams defensively dictate, defenses dictate rim shots and offenses dictate the amount of threes you take. So if a defense wants to make sure you never take a shot at the rim, they can probably do it to the best of their ability. The Jazz have a funky one going on here. We talked about Toronto and how, well, they're allowing their good shooters to take mid-range shots and their bad shooters can shoot threes. Who's our good shooter for mid-range shooting? So Jay Crowder is 5 of 11 on long twos for 45%, and Donovan is 42%, and Rubio's 40%. That's like right at league average. Part of the problem, reason we have to shoot restricted area shots and threes is we don't have very, we don't have the knockdown Chris Paul, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry, Steph Curry, mid LaMarcus Aldridge, mid-range shooting guy. We just don't have that. The one we do have is that the paint non-restricted area is like our death. Paint non-restricted area. Last night in the first three quarters, we were 2 of 12 or that abouts. Listen to the numbers. So you're in the paint. You're not at the rim. For the season. 
Grayson's one of five. Alex, one of 13. Jay Crowder's one of six. Dante's three of 14. Favors is seven of 16. Gobert is seven of 13, 54%. Ingles is 5 of 17, 29%. Donovan is six of 16 of 52, 31%. Royce is 1 of 5, and Rubio is 3 of 16, 18%. We are 29% on the season in the paint non-restricted area. That's the hardest shot in the game, but the league average is 39%. We're at 29. The league average on mid-range jumpers is about 39%. We're at 37. Not bad, but we don't have that knockdown. Now, Donovan might have to add that. We might have to rely on Donovan to pull some more mid-range shots out and hope that he can increase his long two shooting percentage to 44%, which gets to be okay. Not great, 0.88 points per possession, but might open things up for other people. I'm not really sure I believe that at all. But I just said it trying to pretend that I believed it because I don't know why I kind of believed it. Because the corner three number is a little of a bummer. Um, Remember, by the way, we were eighth in the league offensively before this disaster. Last on relevant or irrelevant, Donovan. This one's complicated. What is relevant is that What's being asked of Donovan is incredibly difficult and been done almost none. The amount of lead usage players in their second year in the NBA who then went and won like 50 games is Dwayne Wade with Shaq. Damian Lillard's second year, they won some games. They did not his first year. Um... With Lam- and that team was LaMarcus Aldridge, who was basically an all-star. But Dame's overall shooting percentage dropped a tiny bit. His effective field goal percentage stayed the same. It would be curious to look at his splits, which I'm going to do right now, and see how he started that year. I don't know the answer to this. I'm looking it up with you on the slowest internet known to man. So Dame Lillard, in his second year in the NBA, this is golden, and we're finishing the show on this. Boom! Dame Lillard, in November of his second season of his NBA career, shot 38.9% in November. Shot 38% from three, which was pretty good, which which Donovan's not doing. But from his rookie year, he slipped considerably. He then actually had a bad March, too. But this is what happens. Find second-year players whose job is to carry the team with a usage rate equal to that of Donovan's. You don't find a lot of wins. And you don't find a lot of success. It's really hard. So that's relevant. The fact that Don's shooting 41% from field goal percentage and 30% from three and we're 12 games into his season... Probably irrelevant. The ask, relevant. All right, that was relevant, irrelevant. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks very much for tuning in, whether it was live on our Locked On Jazz Facebook group or whether it was uh, on our podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of those. Appreciate it immensely. Thanks for tuning in. Locked On NBA today. I do a huge points gained thing. It'll be posting later today. Um, So thank you very much for tuning in. See you. 
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.